of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy. I don't know what to say here. Introduce yourself, Joe. I'm Joe. This is Joe. He doesn't know how to introduce himself. I've been on this podcast before, but I don't know what I'm fucking doing. He has been for, uh, was it Anime NYC? Yeah. That wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I know, but then I had Papa Stan guiding me. Uh, that's that's very true. Papa Stan is not here today. Yeah. Neither is uh, Papa Chris or, or Mama Ryan. Oh, no. And ni- neither is Willem Dafoe, which well. I know we're all sad about, yeah! including Ryan. Ryan, especially. Uh, I, I hear she's a pretty big Willem Dafoe fan. Oh, she's the the biggest, actually. Do I listen it's to this? A known, it's a known Super Nerd Pals fact that Ryan is the biggest Willem Dafoe fan. Does she, uh, <laughs> does she watch the ones she's not on? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. And if she doesn't, her fiancé Tom does. Thank you, Tom. Shout out to Tom. Uh, so, what you been up to, Joe? Uh, I've been playing Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur? Which one? Four. Four? Yeah. Wait, isn't that the one with Yoda? Yes. Ooh, Which, one. I was upset to find out, because uh, they each have a console-unique guest character. Yep. They both get The Apprentice, but Xbox gets Yoda, and the PlayStation gets Darth Vader. Yeah. You could download them with DLC. Can you really? Well, you could. They took that DLC down. Mm. So uh, my Xbox will stay Darth Vaderless, and my PlayStation will stay uh, Yodaless. Mm. It's fine now. No, it's not. It, it isn't, but Soul Calibur 6 is coming out, so I can be happy about that. Well, uh, what, are you going to make Darth Vader in Soul Calibur 6? No, I'm going to make Doctor Doom in Soul Calibur 6 like I made in 5 and 4. Then I'm going to make Darth Vader. Did you really make um, Doctor Doctor Doom? So, a unique fighting style in 5. I have no fucking idea why, but it's Kazuya from Tekken. So once I saw that this game lets you make a character that can punch, I'm like, alright, Doctor Doom. Immediately. Yeah, but he has no, uh, no, like, lasers. No, he does. How? Kazuya has a fucking face laser. Oh my god, I'm done with Soul Calibur. Because he got, he got the devil gene. His genes are made out of devil. No. I'm no. extremely surprised that you did not make a JoJo character. This is before. This was before my mind was corrupted by JoJo. And I embraced I mean, the fabulousness. You, you could have done that recently. That's true, I could have. You know what? I just might do that after we're done with this. But, but you know. I might do that when Soul Calibur Six comes out. You have to send a screenshot. I'm going to make all the JoJos. Absolutely. Share it. Share it with the world! Yes! Everyone needs to see the JoJo. Uh, so... I guess we can start on topics. Not for anything about random shit. Well, that wasn't a topic. No, it was just random. Oh, I thought random the, jib jab. I thought the topic was was me, but I guess I was wrong. Joe, oh. it's flattering that you think that you're an entire topic. <laughs> that's good. Wait, no. That's good because I have way less to say than you would think. Oh really? Yeah. All right. Well. Let's get on this topic though. You want to start with your topic? Nah. My topic? Nah, nah, you, you go first. Alright, well, my topic for this week is uh, a little game we like to call Yugi Mans. Yugi Mans! Um, I've been playing a lot of Yu Gi Oh lately. I'm more of a Bakugan kid myself. <laughs> never, I've never played Bakugan. I'm, I'm more into Beyblades. I'm more into Duel Masters. Beyblades Metal Fusion oh, is life. Shit! I'm, I'm not even gonna lie, I had a shit ton of Metal Fusion Beyblades. I also had a few Beyblades. But were they Metal Fusion? And they were made of metal. Then they were Metal Fusion. Were they? Is that how that works? Yeah. You don't, uh, you don't put audio. Uh, audio. Of course you put audio. You don't put, uh, 
your Skype screen cap on this, do you? No. Okay, because I, I... For anyone who can't see it, which is everyone, Andy just took a big gulp of soda out of a fucking wine glass like an asshole. <laughs> you look like a fucking Castlevania character just sipping a bunch of bullshit. I'm not a Castlevania character, though. I'm obviously Doctor Doom. That's fair. Don't kill me, Stan. That, I know you're Doctor Doom. Nah, fuck that. I'm but not you're not here right now. You know what? Papa Stan needs to needs to accept some things, and it's that no one no one can like Foot Doctor dive. Doom except me. See, I'm Doom. I could just do it. You gotta, you gotta throw in the finger lasers. Optic blast. This, this has gone way off topic from Yu-Gi-Oh. Listen, this is what happens on Super Nerd Pals. We're known for derailing. This is also what happens on our Let's Play channel. It does. That we both happen to be on. Plug in Let's Play channel here. Go watch it. You can you can listen to me yell about video games, and Andy sits there and just like, when the fuck's he gonna stop yelling? The answer's our, never. Our, our YouTube channel is uh, Tuna Gaming yeah. on YouTube's. Yeah. On the YouTube's. On the Yugi tubes. But anyway, on on the topic of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, like like I was supposed to be. Um, so Joe, jokingly, ironically enough, while we were recording uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh let's play, mentioned a deck of monsters which he used to have called the Ojamas. Uh, for those of you who don't know what they are, look, anytime Ojamas get brought up, it has nothing to do with a joke. It's all serious. Uh, it's all work. They're these. Really shitty monsters yeah, that, that can be extremely good. Yes. So, um, Joe brought up building an Ojama deck, yeah. and I was like, you know what? We gonna do this. Yeah. So, Ojama we'll mirror match. I've been uh, looking into different Ojama builds very heavily, yeah. and uh, we're, we're gonna go through with this. Oh, absolutely. And, um,. I don't know why, but I plan on making Joe join a tournament with this Ojama deck. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to try my hardest to make it a very competitive build. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, this is going to be the most competitive Ojama deck anyone has ever probably seen. I think it's going to be the only competitive deck anyone's ever seen. Yeah, and it'll be great because no one will know what to side against you. And because there's this fucking stupid-ass Ojama deck. And... I get the satisfaction of seeing a bunch of people get really salty that they're getting beaten by a bunch of uh, speedo-wearing onion people. So my only my only um, concern with this deck is the hand traps. Yes. And um, so there's a few cards which can counter your uh, your opponent's hand traps, as well as having hand traps yourself. So for those of you who don't play Yu-Gi-Oh. Hand traps are monsters that effects activate by discarding them and sending them to the graveyard, and they negate certain things, so... You know, I, I didn't consider that when I put together my list, although that might be due to the fact I've been out of the game for uh, a while. Yeah, hand traps are... Uh, I don't want to say currently introduced, because there were a lot of hand traps back in the good old days of Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, they're way more meta than when we used to play. Yeah, now it's more like negate Yeah. So, like, before we had cards like Puppet Plant, which you discard and you take control of your opponent's warrior or uh, spellcaster monster. Yeah, see, even then, that's that's before my time, because the only hand trap I can think of, just based on your description, when I played was hand, it was uh, Effect Veiler. That actually wasn't before your time, Joe. That was like... Puppet Plant! Uh, yeah, Puppet Plant was is pretty old. Is it? Yeah, 
It actually got sided hard body against um, Six Sam's at their fullest potential. You're right. Yeah, because um, the boss monster of the deck negates spell and trap effects. Yeah. So you run three of them and you can negate three spell and trap effects. Three? <laughs> two? Two? There's one, there's two less than three? That's one less than two. three. I don't do math good. <laughs> but yeah, so I really, really, really want to make you a broken ass Ojama deck. I also really want to run a broken Ojama deck. Because it's funny. And I don't have to read a lot, because I know what they all do. And I think it's hilarious, because these cards... I guess... I want to say they came into the game as a joke. They did. They they honestly did. And then Konami was just like, Yo, but what if we make them good? What if we give and them... they made them... What if we throw they didn't some make support? them good, but they made them, like... Well, see, the, with the introdu- introduction of Red and Blue, they went from an archetype that has no support... To some support, but the support that they received just happened to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ojama Delta Hurricane came out before no, Ojama Red and Blue came out. But the idea of summoning out those three during, like, the GX or Synchro era, you're a fucking psychopath. That's true. Like, you're you're not getting those three out on the field. Unless you're just crazy lucky or crazy good. And even then, why are you going to summon those three specifically? You would need to play, like, double summon? Yeah. For, for those you Yugi, non-Yugi peoples, double summon allows you to get another normal summon oh. extra per your turn. Oh, baby. Uh, so you use, you'd probably have to use, like, a double summon and a chain summon, which basically does the same thing. Well, I think with something like that, it's... Because Black Rose was the thing that wipes the field. There were just better options. But now, you yeah, have but, options. But Black Rose, Black Rose also wiped itself. I know. But I'm, sa- but I'm saying... Like, Hurricane is basically... Raigeki plus uh, Harpy's Feather Dust. No, I agree. But I'm just saying, that's probably the the logic. Why go for something that's really obtuse and requires a four-card combo when you could just, you know, nuke the field with the one. I, I guess it's an argument of, like, resources versus... Do you I mean, I'm just saying, this is, this is the shit that you would have to go through if you wanted to run an Ojama deck back in those days. Oh, absolutely. And now that they have support, for some odd reason, it's really good support. they've a ton of support. They've gotten so much support, they could support with other archetypes that really should not go together. Like a bunch of robots that fuse, or a big scary pointy lizard. Or a bunch of giant robots that fuse onto the big pointy scary lizard. Exactly. And becomes this ridiculous boss monster. I don't get it, Joe. I don't either. The Chaz! God, let's not do that. <laughs> what, just, just start doing fucking GX references? Jazz it up! Jazz it up! My favorite thing about that is the, uh... At the time of that, like, Chaz is part of this other school, like, South Academy or some shit, and he's just destroying the shit out of Jaden, so the, uh, the principal for... Is that for... where he's basically in, like, Russia? Yeah. So then, uh, the the principal for Jaden's school is just like, Come on, Jaden it up! And I was like, oh, I... I was like, nah, I remember dude. that. I remember that being, like, a terrible line. <laughs> yeah, because... No one, no one thought it was a good idea. Plus, Jaden was losing, pretty fucking bad. Plus, Chaz it up is pretty bad itself. Uh, uh, Chaz it up is pretty bad, but at least it sounds more fluid. At least it wasn't Kaiba it up. Nah, Kaiba's too cool for that. Uh, so, uh, totally unprompted, but I recently rewatched Dark Side of Dimensions with Marky Mark, or as some Dark of you Side of Dimensions the movie, like the recent movie. I've never seen it. No, no. Uh, pretty good. 
we had this problem when we went to go see it in the theater that these uh, three uh, young gentlemen felt the need to commentate through half the movie. Constantly talking about Joey's sneakers, and I'm just like, man, you guys are real. <laughs> you guys are real funny. You should go on YouTube. Oh, listen. To be fair, they probably already have a YouTube channel. Uh, they probably do. Called assholes in movie theaters. Yeah, or they're just assholes in movie theaters. This is, it, it sells for great content. It does. It absolutely does. Right up there with uh, showing, you know, dead body in a forest, or tasing rats, mm. Mm. or the anyway, I decide to play uh, horrible pranks on my parents channel. In which changing, you emotionally torture your parents. from shitty YouTube channels. Look, I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, that's basically the end of my topic is for uh, Yugi. Is it? Yugi Mans. Yeah. I want to talk about Broken Ass Ojama. I thought you had more to say. No, that was it. I mean, to be fair, there's more to talk about, but non-specific Yu-Gi-Oh would just devolve into us talking about it for like five hours. Basically. So, do I move on to my topic? You can, if you would like. Uh, unless you have some other kind of segue, in, in case you're sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Uh, no, but we are we are sponsored by um, by Audible. Do you have to do, so, do you have to do ad reads? Oh, I have a pre-recorded ad read. <laughs> so. Can't even bother to do it yourself. I see how it is. Seriously, Dollar Shave Club sponsor us. Sponsor Tuna Gaming. Well, I just while it. we're on the topic of Dollar Shave Club, you guys should definitely go check out Audible. <laughs> At audible.com slash supernerdpals, get your free, I think it's a 90-day free trial or a 30-day free trial. If it, but you get, you get a bunch of cool-ass fucking audiobooks. There's a really cool Star Wars book. There's a bunch of fucking cool Star Wars books. Yeah, that's the truth. You can check out anything that you've ever wanted to read and not physically read it yourself. Uh, 30 days? That's, that's like a whole month. Yeah. And maybe like a day, depending on what month it is. <laughs> That's like a month and a day. That's some good numbers. De- definitely do that. Alright. I think I'm going to go do that after this podcast. I think All I'm right. going to do that. So, you wanted to talk about Mighty Number no. 9. I did. Because I, I've, I've never had an opportunity to talk about this. Specifically because if we talked about this on the Let's Play, that would be like an hour-long episode. That's very true. So... Um, but we're not going to let that happen here. Yeah. So, just to, just to put it out there because it's pretty common knowledge that the general consensus is that Mighty Number no. 9 is bad. I like Mighty Number no. 9, and you like Mighty Number no. 9. I do. But I can immediately see the flaws and the problems, but I don't specifically want to talk about the game. I want to talk about why it was received as poorly as it is, because I think that's an interesting story in itself. That's a very interesting topic. Because I'm entirely convinced... If it were not for what the game was meant to be, and the poor, fucking piss-poor marketing that game got, like, the month before it came out, it would have gotten a much softer reception. Because Mighty Number no. 9 was initially intended to be... Yeah, it was what everyone wanted, the return of Mega Man, because Capcom wasn't making Mega Man. And KG's like, yo, I'm gonna be everybody's hero and make Mega Man, but you gotta pay for it. Give me money. Which is cool. Well, because they weren't, they weren't letting him... Uh, yeah. Well, at this point, he wasn't with uh, Capcom they anymore. they fired him, right? He, yes. Or he left due to internal differences. I, I don't know the specifics, but I know at this point he wasn't at Capcom. This is a very Capcom-y episode. Yeah. For some reason. I mean, no, no, no. It's not. I don't know why, but I, I was thinking Capcom did Yu-Gi-Oh! also. That's Konami. Right. How'd I mix that up? So, again... Mighty Number no. 9 is put on this huge fucking pedestal of, like, this is gonna be the game that brings Mega Man back. And we 
don't hear anything about it for like two years. Which yeah, so I I was I was tempted to like give to that um to that like Kickstarter. Yeah, couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. No problem. I was tempted to give to the Kickstarter, <clears throat> and then I was like, well. I don't really have a definitive release date, so I kind of don't want to give to something that I'm definitely going to forget about, like, a year from now. And case in point, it, it didn't come out until, like, four or five years after, so... Yeah, so... And and four or five years before that game came out, I was I, I was a broke little... Little baby wee boy. Bobby. Yeah, we were both wee bobbies. So, yeah, that's, that's a lot of people's problem with uh, Kickstarter games in the first place. But... I think Mighty Number no. 9's biggest weak point, at, I guess is a way to put it, is what it was built up as. Because as soon as it was announced, everybody was hyped. I don't care who you are, I don't care if you do not like Mighty Number no. 9. You were hyped for Mighty Number no. 9 when it got announced. If you weren't, you're a fucking liar. That's extremely true. You're super lying to yourself, because everyone was hyped. Anyone who was a Mega Man fan, period, was excited. Everybody was excited. And regardless if you think that Mighty Number no. 9 is trash... You have to admit that. You were psyched you, when you, you, were you first heard hyped. about it. So, there's that. It had this huge, gargantuan fucking standard to live up to that, quite frankly, I don't think it was ever going to live up to. It's a little... It's a little ridiculous to think it would live up to those kind of standards. But, it's not the only issue, because the fucking marketing was terrible. Like, That's very true. I didn't know that game was coming out until maybe two weeks before it came out. There's that. Uh, there's versions of the game that just never got released. Like, there's no 3DS or Vita version, which at, at this point, who cares? But if you gave money to the game thinking you were going to get your version, you didn't. Like, that's just money you spent that you're not getting back. Because maybe you didn't want it on the console. Maybe you want it on the PC. Maybe you wanted it on the 3DS or Vita. And those systems are never getting that game. Like, fuck it, ever. Uh, there's... PC, PC might. Well, PC definitely has it, but it... Oh, they, they from do have what I okay. hear, it causes uh, problems. Let's be real. If you're a PC gamer, you are the problem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to make a lot of people upset. Look. I, I also game on PC, and I'm a giant asshole. <laughs> so, it's not even just uh, relegated to how poorly it was managed when it was coming out. The advertisements for it were fucking terrible. Do you, did you ever see the trailer for Mighty Number no. 9? No, which is why I didn't know it was coming out until so, two weeks before it came out. What would you say the general aesthetic for Mega Man is? Oh, I am Mega Man. I have a motherfucking gun for a hand. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly what I was Basic, saying. Basically, uh, that song. Pretty much. But I, I'm assuming... Well, I think it's safe to assume because it has that general aesthetic that if you like Mega Man, you might have some interest in anime because it's very animal-looking. It has that kind of aesthetic. It has a lot of kinds of aesthetics, but uh, for some reason, in the Mighty Number no. 9 trailer, in which we got a release date, they felt the need to add a comment about uh, you making the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night. <laughs> which I was immediately like, hey, what the fuck, who are you selling this game to? The people you just insulted? What does that mean? So, you know, a lot of people didn't take too kindly to that. Especially because at this point, the game had been pushed back, like, three times at this point, so... If yeah, that game got pushed back so many times. It, that game got pushed back more times than Arkham uh, Arkham Knight. Yes. And that game got pushed back a lot. Yes. 
It got pushed back for three years in a row. Yeah. And I guess when you're not performing, it's not a good idea to try and come off like a smarmy asshole. Because uh, you don't really have any right to talk crap when you haven't provided a product for three years now. So going into just Mighty Number no. 9's release, there were just problems. Just stacked on top of problems. And I think that's part of the reason why the game was received so poorly. I'm not saying that excuses the problems the game has, because it has problems. It's not a perfect game. I would say it's totally a serviceable Mega Man game. Because I know people who just say it's totally unplayable garbage, and I don't agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I would mean, say it's a totally average Mega Man-esque game. Honestly, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I don't care. God. Um, it plays better than any version of Mega Man 1 that I've ever played. Well, I won't disagree with you. And I can beat the final boss without having to glitch the game. That's, so That is true. But, to be fair, that's a game from like close to 20 years ago. That's why I said I'm going to get shit for it, but I don't care. Oh, I know. I get exactly... It's still KG's work. I get exactly what you're saying. Is where he was to where he is. Yes. I totally get what you're saying. But I, I think that has a big uh, effect on why the game got such a huge backlash upon release. Because no one I've seen talk about Mighty Number no. 9 seems to talk about it in a casual sense. They're all just either, like, vehemently hating it or white knighting it. There's no in-between. Yeah. Which is kind of a problem. I I think we are that in between. Well, yeah, because I don't like things about that game that you do, and you like things about that game that I don't. Yeah, all come, and... all comes down to. It's just a... I mean, I I don't think that the game is perfect no. by all means. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. And I, don't I think it would have succeeded if it didn't try so hard at being a Mega Man clone. Yeah. Like, there were things about some of the stages, I forget the boss's name, but the one where you have to, like, basically go around searching for him. Oh, uh... Oh, fuck. The one voiced by Steve Bloom, right? Yeah. God damn it. What's his name? Countershade. Yeah. His name's Countershade. So on Countershade stage, where you, you have to, like, basically go around looking for him. Yeah. To beat him. I thought that was a really cool and innovative idea. It is. I just don't uh, think it's executed as good as it could have been. Oh, absolutely. But that's, that's my whole point. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were some cool aspects about the game... And there were some not-so-cool aspects about the game. Well, since we're already on the topic of just things we liked about the game, I like what they did with the Doctors, specifically Blackwell having... who's obviously supposed to be a, a Wily parallel, but he has literally nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. Like, everyone assumes he did it, but he has next to nothing to do with <laughs> the plot. And I also like that they're setting up that, uh... Doctor... Dr. White... well... White... I, I don't know. The good one. I like that they're setting up that he's related to Blackwell, and doesn't seem like he's too ethically sound, because he makes some questionable decisions, and he makes some really questionable statements, which... I can't... I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Well, right at the, at the last boss fight, he seems kind of, like, excited that what is the pinnacle of his creation and the thing that's been fucking the city for, like, a full day are gonna fight. Like, he's gonna see two pieces of his, uh, two of his masterpieces go at it, which, All right, realistically, that doesn't sound like real. a thing a good guy should say. Hold on, let's be real. If I created two masterpiece fighting robots... I'm not disagreeing. Mega Man! Um, and I saw that they were about to rip their fucking, each other's heads off, I'd be like, yo, wait, 
let me get the popcorn because I need to watch this shit. Exactly. It's, it sounds super sick as fuck, but that doesn't sound like someone who should be a Dr. Light parallel should be saying, considering Light considered Mega Man and Roll his kids. But fucking White's over here like, it's gonna be good. I like that each of the, uh, the Mighty Numbers all have sort of unique personalities, and those kind of shine through in each of their stages, like Brandish. Yeah. Or fucking Countershade, who's a super cool guy. He's voiced by Steve Bloom, so of course he's cool. It, it Any, anyone voiced by Steve Bloom. You're instantly cool. It's A-OK in my list. You're instantly it's cool. Almost, it's almost on par with Willem Dafoe. Yes. Anyone voiced or acted by Willem Dafoe is immediately just put in my Green book Goblin, badass. Ryuk, badass. Willem Dafoe, badass. Willem Dafoe playing Willem Dafoe. His, his tears of godhood I did not think humans could ever reach. Damn. It's too powerful. I need a Defoe movie. Yeah. I need the next Mighty Number no. 9 game, which isn't coming out, but it should. And Beck, sh- Ooh, Beck, should, be, should... Beck should be cast as Willem Dafoe. Nope, done. It's going to be called Mighty Number no. Defoe. Yeah, there you go. That's a better name. <laughs> and then the, subtitle, the subtitle of the game is going to be called Faux Show. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Number no. oh, Defoe. Faux Show. Oh, yo. It's a great title. It is. So what did what did you like about Money Number Nine? I liked a lot of things. I liked um, the way that the combat was. I oh, like the the dash mechanic and stuff. Yeah, I like that um, you can finish the enemies off with the dash and get like a little little kind of yeah. kind of reward for it. I would have preferred if the dash was optional as a way to take out enemies because that seems like the only way to take out enemies is to yeah. dash in them. If it gave you the option, you could either dash into them and get bonuses. Or you could just raw dog it and fucking blast them in the face. You know, for those uh, those challenge run people. X-Buster only. Fox Final Destination, no items. <laughs> sort of, uh, sort of runs. Some, some, uh, I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts 2 on critical and 100% at level 1. And also only use the Keyblade. Well, listen, when you do a level 1 critical run... You only use the Kingdom Key. And, and you use any other Keyblade... I don't. I don't even have a word to describe you. What are you, some kind of schmuck? They don't even do the Roxas boss fight because he has two keyblades that aren't the Kingdom Key. They hack it, so the fight's not even there. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if. I would not be surprised if someone did that. I wouldn't be surprised if someone modded him using two Kingdom Keys into the game and changed the stats to Kingdom Key stats. Oh Jesus! Can we can we stop talking about this? Because this is giving me a headache. It is going into Zach territory. Oh, sorry, Zach, I'm stealing your show again. Sorry, Zach. Two weeks in a row. I don't know you, but I'm sorry. Zach is the fucking man. We're Twitter friends, but I don't think he knows me personally. Well, well, he has a goddamn name, like a Final Fantasy character. Yes, yes he does. And I constantly see him posting about the, the, the Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. The most confusing franchise in gaming history. For those of you who don't know, Zach has a podcast on our channel, which you should know. It's Chaos Cast. Oh, shit! And, uh, Chaos stands for Kingdom Hearts and other stuff, where Zach will talk to people about Kingdom Hearts, and they will talk to Zach about other stuff, and based off the other stuff, he will tell you why you like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what? And if you're, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan already, then you guys will just pick a topic to talk about. That sounds like a podcast I want to be on. Well, Joe, I will let him know. <laughs> we can talk for an hour about why the series is bullshit. 
Sack might block you immediately because <laughs> it is not a bullshit series. Because I might block you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean. Joe's about to lose a friend. Oh my. And an Ojama deck. Oh my. Got a fucking uh, uh, YouTube uh, co-host. Yes. I want to go super minus. So, I also like the designs of a lot of the mighty numbers. Yeah, there are a lot of really, really cool designs. Yeah. And uh, some of them are kind of reminiscent of Mega Man characters. Yeah, extremely. Um, some of them are just also blatant anime references. Like, Mighty Number no. 7 is like a lawsuit level close to being a Kill la Kill character. Because of the fucking scissor blades. I've never watched Kill la Kill. Look at his but... weapons, and then look up the main character's weapons. It's like a legal lawsuit waiting to happen. Like, it's not even subtle. And if you haven't seen Kill la Kill, either listeners, look it up. Ignore everything else you're about to see. Look at the weapons specifically. It's a good show. Don't, don't let the images confuse you. What, what's the character that looks like the Kill la Kill character? Uh, Ryuko. Well, her weapon looks the same. Her She herself does not look like a Mighty Number no. 9 character. I mean, kind of look like Cutman meets Zero. Yeah. Meets, uh, gonna take your word for it, the Kill a Kill character. Yeah. Well, again, I, I think it's more of the weapon than anything. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Just ignore the the stripper outfit. That's, that's not integral to this conversation. Or don't, I don't really care. <sighs> you look confused. And then there's... There's that one uh, mighty number that looks like Bubble Man meets Aquaman. Oh yeah, Cryo. Cryosphere. Yes. I don't remember all of their names. I have a list of them right up in my face because I don't either. <laughs> uh, that, that was smart. I, Beck also has a like little nicknames for all of them, too. Like the mighty number six, Aviator, he calls him Avi. And Avi always has these fucking obtuse nicknames for Beck. Like he calls him Beckham. Beckham. He just calls them different things rhyming with Beck. It's got a lot of character in it, and I, I can appreciate that, but I can also see why someone would not enjoy the rest of the game. Alright, so who is your favorite Mighty Number no. 9 character? Uh, that is a good question. It might be Brandish. The one that looks like Zero had a violent robot sex with Proto Man, and then stole some scissors from a convenience store. It just looks the coolest. I mean... He does, does kind of look cool. I mean, there are a lot, um, and I'm not going to lie, most of them I like because they look like my favorite Mega Man characters. Yeah. Uh, like Countershade. Yeah, Countershade looks really kinda cool. reminds me of Searchman. Yeah. And Searchman's cool. And... He's got a gun for Ray him. looks like Bass. <laughs> and Bass is badass. Oh, that's, that's that DLC character. Yeah, but he looks badass as fuck. Yeah, also, kind of a... Kind of a flop on that is it seems going into it, KG Unifune wanted... Inafune. I apparently had a stroke when I said that. Uh, it seems like he wanted to establish as much lore as possible. Like, the first game in, like, he was confident this was going to be a series. Like, nah, I can... Or maybe, maybe he was confident that it wasn't going to be a series and he didn't want to leave unanswered questions. I doubt it. Because, I mean, there's... I guess there's not too many unanswered questions, but it, it honestly seems to me like he was... He was setting up the story to be a franchise, which isn't always the best idea when, you know, you're not sure you're going to have a franchise. I mean, honestly, I think he can make a number, uh, uh, a second Mighty Number no. 9 game. I, would, and, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think he should uh, get a new developer. Yeah, I, I agree. Because that. that is also another problem this game had. 
It wasn't developed internally. It was shipped off to Deep Silver. And as far as I know, all they had to go on was just the plan. Like, the notes that KG provided with them, so... It's like someone on the street telling you to build a game. Okay, what's the game? Uh Robots, just, they fight. Just build it. And also, Deep Silver was not exactly uh, known for making very good games. I mean, I, I think their biggest claim to fame is Dead Island. Let's not talk about Dead Island. Is that, is that what I'm thinking of? Is that Deep Silver game? Yep. Oh, I guess they make Saints Row. And Metro. And Agents of Mayhem. And Homefront. Saints, Saints Row is probably their better franchise. Well, they... Saints Row 4, I'm seeing specifically. Even Saints Row 4. Saints Row 4 is great. Huh. Looking at you it. You haven't played that, Joe. Definitely play that. Looking at it now, they have a really surprising track record. And they also make a lot of crap. Alright, this is making a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm looking at their like their list of things they develop, and it it's just a shit show. Like, you'll see three good games, and then a fucking shit fest. Like, four games down, it's just a goddamn nightmare. So, uh, right, I, I actually have my friend Scruffy with us, and, uh, he's, he's sitting quietly playing Destiny while I'm recording, but he's listening to what we're talking about, and he brings a valid point. They announced Dead Island 2, and it's still not out. Yes. No word period on that. Uh, yep. No, that's not true. They, they recently announced it's not cancelled. Oh. They're like, no, guys. Oh, that's... No, guys, it's coming. That's what we need. Yeah. It, so it it's basically some uh it's basically following in Mighty Number no. 9's footsteps. Yeah, it seems so like they that uh, shows me that it's not really KG's fault. Yeah. On, on Mighty Number no. 9. I mean, well as far as we know. It kind of is, but Well the, the thing is, game development isn't exclusively a one-man show. And I doubt KG and Afune had a say in everything. I'm sure he had people there telling him what to do and what not to do. I don't personally know how good of a game developer KG is. Not based off of one game. I don't really think that's fair to judge someone off of a one body of work. Because, again, could be that you didn't get the right funding. Although, in this case, I don't think that's the, the case since oh, you got, like, a gajillion dollars. I don't know if it was poor management. I don't know if it was lack of communication. I just know it ended up as a bunch of pieces of a puzzle that do not fit together, that just got slammed into each other and ended so up as a what, shit show. what company do you think could take over Mighty Number no. 9 and do a really good job? Specifically? Yeah. Hmm. Like, if you if you had to pick any any game developer... That's a good question. I don't know, because it's a, it's a specific type of game. Like, I, I can't just say, give it to Platinum, because that's the, that's the generic make-something-hype argument. But this is a... This is a specific genre of game, so I don't... Actually, I, if I had to pick now, like if someone was to make a second Mighty Number no. 9 game, give it to Yacht Club, because they're working, they're working fucking wonders with Shovel Knight. That's what I was going to say. I, I think they would be the perfect hands to throw this into. Because they've already made one. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what arcane magic they're doing to just make, my, to make Shovel Knight. I almost said fucking Mighty Number no. 9. To make Shovel Knight as good as it is, but whatever fucking ritual magic they're doing, just let them keep doing it. Cause they're f- yeah, I think that they can work life back into this game. Well, because Yacht Club seems I have, to I have totally, and, totally and understand Stan, the genre. Stan has bought uh, Shovel Knight like like three or four times. Same, same here. And, and every single time, I never feel bad about it because they deserve that money. 
Yeah, Stan always basically puts them to the same high standards. Yeah, they they've earned it. Like for their for their first attempt, Shovel Knight's a fucking amazing game. To me, they seem like people who totally understand the genre of the 2D platformer. Yeah, they're definitely like fans and want to appeal to those people. Well, because they also got well, a some they also got a few people who worked on Mega Man Two. Some companies, I'm not going to name names, Activision, well, want to just make money. Yeah. And and dish out a fucking first person shooter every year with uh, no no story mode and forced to buy. Season pass, Activision again. Yeah, yeah, again. Look, let's just not name names. I'm, I'm not gonna name. Let's names. let's not name. Activision. Let's not name names about Bioware or EA and their shitty business practices. <laughs> let's not do that. Be more like the Square Enix. What just of games? What just don't make games? Square Enix makes games. They made two. They make pretty fucking good games. Yeah, they made good games, but they don't do it anymore. They made Final Fantasy 15 like two years ago, and. Now they're coming out with Kingdom Hearts 3 finally, but after that, what are they going to make? What are they going to do? What are they going to produce? Where is it? They'll come. They'll fucking come out with something. Yeah, in like ten years. Square Enix, Square Enix always has something. They do Hitman. Yeah, but they publish that. So? I'm talking about develop. Alright, let, let's see. I'm going to do a little Google search and get back to you, Joe. You know what? That's fair, because I'm actually not sure the number, the total number of things that they develop and produce but as far as I know a majority they, they do fucking Dragon Quest they do Life is Strange nah. Tomb Raider they publish that oh that's true this is, this, this is just a list of all games oh Bravely Default when's the last when did Bravely Second come out Bravely Second came out like three years ago oh Jesus two years ago three fuck dude that's a long time Square Enix step your game up Used to make, uh, used listen, to make like, listen, fucking 30 they, different games. Now you make two. Yeah, but when they dish out two games that are, like, like 60, 70 hours worth of content, which is much more than Activision is going to give us, well, uh, and that's all story content, let's, let's be real. Oh, no, that's fair. I don't argue that, but... And the fact that they're constantly updating Final Fantasy 14, uh, 14 to have new stuff. Oh yeah, that's an MMO. I I would hope they keep supporting that. I got yeah, but there are places that don't really support MMOs, especially game developers that base their like actually have console games. No, that's fair. But I I think my main issue is if you look back at the early 2000s, this totally just went away from Mighty Number no. Nine, by the way. If you look back at like the early 2000s, they'd put out like a hit game a year apart, like nothing. But now their development record for the past three years is they've made Final Fantasy 15 like three times at this point. And now they're making Kingdom Hearts after like years. I guess. And it's just it's a it's a question of quantity but also a question of quality cuz I 15 launched abysmally and I would say is also a pretty average game. I'm sure the Royal Edition now is good, but I didn't, I didn't buy the Royal Edition. I got I didn't buy that either. I got the game that came out and the game that came out is pretty subpar. But then you got the other hits. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is gonna be godly. I'm sure it's gonna be godly. I hope it's gonna be godly. I guarantee that game is gonna be godly. Please. I guarantee it with my life. Please be godlike. Kingdom Hearts 3, seriously, please be godlike. Because if it's not... I guarantee it with Joe's life. I, no, let's let's not do that. Too late, Joe. Oh! said. <laughs> and agree with his blood magic. What are, you, what are you gonna do when you're on Chaos Cast? 
And you can't run from it. Oh, fuck, you're right. I've already been invited at this point. I'm invited by association! It's like, nah. You know, Andy, you're gonna be on. Anything I got on this? Oh, no. I had to sleep my way to the top. And by that, I mean Stan texted me, like, four hours ago. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> but yeah, I think that if Mighty Number no. 9 got picked up by a good developer... Yes. And not a shitty one... Absolutely. Things would be very different. And yes. I feel that number two would be way better. I can agree with that. And it will definitely have the hype it deserves. I don't think that'll happen, but if it does, it'll be the greatest underdog story ever told. You you don't really... You can't really tell with games. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're right. I really can't. A dead franchise that you haven't heard of in like 30 years will one day just pop up out of the blue and be like... Hey, so we're making a remake. You know that, uh... You know that meme of the dude in the hospital bed that just has a text yeah. that says, I live, bitch? Yeah. That's gonna be Mighty Number no. 9. Basically. And then it's gonna come out, and it's gonna be pretty good. Everyone's gonna look I, at that game and be like, I want that. Give that to me. Good. Yacht Club. Yeah, please. Do that for me, Andy of Super Nerd Pals. Yes, and do it. Tweet at me and tell me. We're doing this just for you. And also do it for me, because I bought your game like five times. That's very true. I, I, feel, like, Stan. I feel like I have a stake in this. Do it for Stan. Also, because I want hype shit. Do it for everyone. Do it for... Put Shovel Knight in Smash. Shovel Knight confirmed Shovel Knight confirmed Smash. for Smash right now. Alright, so anything you want to end off on this topic? Uh, Capcom can eat my ass. That's, that's <laughs> not true. I actually like what Capcom's doing. I guess since we're on the topic of KG and Afune... How long do you think this good grace with Capcom's gonna last? Because, uh, I don't think it's gonna. Because it's Capcom, and they are gonna manage to fuck this up somehow. Listen, I... Because Capcom hasn't time, been good time, in years. Last time I had faith in Capcom, they published a hitter, Resident Evil uh, 7. Yes. And then, uh, I think right before that they came out with the Resident Evil 1 and 0 remake. Yes. Or just the 1 re- Was it 1? 1 and 0? I think it was 1 and 0. And and uh, right after 7, they came out with uh, Street Fighter. And that game <laughs> was garbage. Oh boy. I don't think it's garbage anymore, but I, back... I would think it's a bit debatable. Stan was so upset when he got that game. I don't blame him. I was upset when I got it too. I wouldn't know. I didn't buy it. Well, that's fair. You own it now, though. <laughs> Through uh, means I won't say. But yeah, I, I don't think their streak is gonna last long. Because no. um, their their streak is going good right yeah. now. For anyone that's in not in the loop, you're just not in the gaming right now. Capcom has been dog shit for like seven, eight years at this point. Like they've just sucked the life out of fucking everything they've made, and then suddenly. They start making this dope hype shit. They make Resident Evil 7, everybody fucking loves it. They make Monster Hunter World, and it's like the best Monster Hunter in years. They announce Mega Man 11, Devil May Cry 5. They're doing all this cool shit, but I do not think it will last. They're Capcom, they're gonna find some way to fuck this up. And I keep telling people that. And they keep looking at me like, why do you keep saying that? Capcom's infamous for, for making a game... And then being like, oh, look at all this cool shit you can do, but only if you had the DLC. Street Fighter. Ashura's Wrath. Fucking Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, that game was terrible. Oh, Infinite? Uh, I'm, was, I was, was talking not... about 3. Let's not even talk about Infinite. 
Listen, Joe and I both had Infinite pre-ordered, and then I saw the Infinity Easter eggs, and I no longer wanted any association with that game, period. Yeah, we backed out of that pretty hard. And it was, it wasn't cheap. Ooh, that was like... It wasn't cheap. Wasn't it was like two fifty. Yeah, it was, it was uh, pricey. For, for glowy Easter eggs that I can make. Now, there is a discussion in why Infinite's bad. But we don't have time for that. No, definitely not. Because I also think Stan should be here for that. Mostly oh, we'll ha- because of movie contract and Marvel. We'll bring you back on for that topic. I, I don't know Marvel all that well. Not not as far as like the comics go. So. Oh, that's what we're here for. Exactly. So Andy, I have a question to ask you. Yes, sir. And uh, it, the, this may sound old because I asked this a week ago, but uh, ignore ignore this and act like I didn't. Are you guys super nerd pals or are you super nerds who are pals? Uh, I plead the fifth. Okay. I'm gonna ask Stan that. I'm just gonna let you know, every time you invite me on this, I'm gonna ask that question until I get an answer. I'm gonna keep pleading the fifth. <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't ask the other three! I mean, feel free. I'll get an answer. Good luck. I'll get an answer out of one of you. And that's basically the end of our show. Is it? Yeah. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah. I, th- I thought normally... You find a good stopping rambling point. I thought normally you shoot a gun into it. the air. No, I don't, I don't have one of those on me. Oh, okay. It's New York. Everyone has a gun. Psych. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can find the podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, iTunes. Just, just fucking Google us. Or go to supernerdpals.com. Or if you want to be cool, like all the cool kids, cool. you go to nerdpals.network. Oh, shit. And that, that is also our website. Do you have t-shirts I can buy? No, not yet. Give me some merch! We're working on it. Get me merch! You could also uh, check out Chaos Cast, and you could catch out uh, catch Ryan and Chris's horror podcast called Left for Dread. Uh-huh. And uh, it's about it's about horror horror movies. I get it. It's a pun. Oh yeah. I like puns. You should definitely rate us on iTunes. I'm gonna rate. Give us a little give us a little comment. Gonna, Let us know what you think. I'm gonna rate all the Some episodes. Thoughts. I'm not one star. Too. Good luck. Good luck, <laughs> Joe. There's a fucking lot of them. Yeah, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.